Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, St. Paul writes to the Philippians. And he says, because of this uh, uh, self-humbling, this emptying of himself, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that of the name of Jesus every knee should bend, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth. There used to be a feast of the holy name of Jesus before the changes in the calendar. Um, If we recall that uh, Jesus was given his name by Mary and Joseph eight days after he was born, uh, on the octave day of Christmas. Uh, And we read about that in the gospel of that day. And so in some senses, that day is a fitting day to celebrate the name of Jesus. But it's also the feast of the circumcision, because that's what happened eight days after a child was born. The Jeep boy Jesus was circumcised, and that's when he shed his first drops of blood. Uh, And of course, it's in the Passion, as we read today, and we will commemorate more solemnly on Good Friday, uh, when he shed his blood to the last drop. So it's a feast of circumcision of the Lord. It's a feast of his name, in a sense. And also, from antiquity, has been also known as the Solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God. But in order to give honor to the name, there was a separate feast of the name of, to the holy name of Jesus. Uh, I think it was the following day, January 2nd, if I, I may be mistaken. Or maybe it was the octave. Uh, I can't quite remember. But with the changes, that, that feast was just removed from the calendar completely. So there was no opportunity to honor just the holy name. Until St. John Paul II reintroduced uh, at least an optional memorial of the holy name of Jesus, which I think is on January 3rd. So, of course, the priest would, could, need not celebrate that because it's optional. He could celebrate just the ferry of Christmas. But at least we have the opportunity Uh, to honor liturgically the name of Jesus, which always used to be uh, honored. And there is a vote of mass for the holy name of Jesus. It's fitting that we hold this name in the greatest veneration. After all, St. Paul tells us that it is the name which is above every name. The name Jesus means Savior. Now, I know amongst the, uh, the Hispanic community uh, in Spain and in countries of Central and South America, the name Jesus is given to children, and that's very, very nice. I think we Anglos would find it a bit uh, strange to meet someone called Jesus. You know? um, but still, we honor that name, as St. Paul tells us, as the name which is above every name. And again, I refer to something that would happen before the changes of the liturgy. When this epistle reading was read, as we've read it today, at, that, at those words uh, that every knee should bend at the name of Jesus, every knee in the church bent. Everybody got on their knees as that phrase 
from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians was read. Why do I think that's significant? It's because we are body and soul. Yes, we believe that there is no name greater than the name of Jesus. Yes, we, we accept what St. Paul says, that every knee must bend at the name of Jesus, but we don't bend the knee at the name of Jesus. We should, even hearing it. This is what St. Paul tells us. Every knee should bend, even those who are in heaven. Their knees must bend. Of course, there are no bodies in heaven yet apart from Mary and uh, Enoch. There are a few there. Maybe Joseph. There's a tradition that Joseph might have been assumed into heaven, body, and soul. But even spiritually, they're bending the knees. And we read in the book of Revelation about all the elders on their knees and bowing and prostrating themselves before the one who was slain who has this name which is above all other names. It's important that we express with our bodies what we believe with our souls. That's why at least in the Mass there is some, still something left of that, that in the Creed we bow at those words when we, when we profess our faith in the Incarnation. On the Feast of the Annunciation that we celebrated last week, as on the Feast of Christmas, we did actually kneel at the words referring to the Incarnation, that our bodies express our faith because we are body and soul. And so I'd like to commend to you um, a custom, if you don't already observe it, that of at least bowing your heads whenever you hear or say the name of Jesus. Could you practice that? Jesus, all right? Jesus. Jesus. And it becomes something instinctive. I mean, we, my, my mother would have, if I didn't bow my head, she would have done something to my head <laughs> at, the, at the name of Jesus. So I learned that it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, tradition, I think. Of course, in the, in the Mass, the priest is instructed to bow his head whenever he mentions the name of Jesus or the name of Mary, or the name of the saint that is commemorated on, a particular, on, a, on that particular day. Because with our bodies we express that reverence. And we hear the name of Jesus in appropriate formats like worship, in prayer, but how often we hear the name of Jesus used irreverently on the mass media, Maybe when you're with your friends and colleagues at work or whatever, we hear the name of Jesus used irreverently. And maybe it's not the time to confront someone who does that. Maybe it's the time for us as other Christs to suffer in silence. As we read in the prophecy of Isaiah, that he gave his cheeks to those who plucked his beard. Our Lord lived out that lesson that he taught. If someone hits you on one cheek, 
offer them the other. And maybe when we hear the name of Jesus insulted, we might just suffer in silence, as our Lord did. Or it might be the moment to call someone aside and say, you know, that name means a lot to me. If for no other reason would you refrain from using it in an irreverent manner. But you know, even, if when, even when it's used irreverently and we bow our heads when we hear the name of Jesus, it's an act of reparation. And even though our bows don't need to be you know, particularly noticeable, ostentatious, others might notice. It could be a little witness to the reverence with which we treat that name and the highest esteem in which we hold it, for we depend on that name for our salvation. And therefore, in a sense, we're preaching without speaking. Some people say of St. Francis of Assisi, although experts dispute it, that he said to preach always, preach the gospel always. If necessary, use words. We can preach by our actions. We can preach by that simple bow of the head whenever we hear the name of Jesus. And we're increasing our faith as well. You see, these bodily actions deepen virtue within us. That's why we have gone through this season of Lent attempting to deny ourselves something so that we could grow in virtue. It's by repeating good actions that we grow in virtue and by abstaining from bad actions, of course, that we defeat vice in our life. There is a beautiful litany of the holy name of Jesus, with so many titles that can be given to him. Jesus, son of the living God, obviously. Jesus, king of glory, as we think of him today as we entered into mass today. Jesus, son of the Virgin Mary. Jesus, most powerful. Jesus, most patient. Jesus, meek and humble of heart. And by calling on his name, we can, we can receive his assistance in time of temptation, in time of affliction, in time of tribulation. And sometimes we find it difficult to find the prayer that, we, that would express our sentiments or our needs. We need no, go, go no further than simply call on the name of Jesus. A few weeks ago I spoke at St. Philip in Easy um, with different Gospels because we had the scrutinies of the um, prayer ropes that our Eastern Christian brothers and sisters use in the Orthodox and Catholic Church with, with knots on the rope and they just count, they just say prayers as they, as they go from one knot to another. There's a prayer which is very common in the East, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so you can, I can't remember how many knots there are on these bees, are there 50 or 100? But you know, you can be just saying it, repeating it, repeating it. When we don't know how to pray, just call on the name of Jesus. And in the West, we have our prayer bead, prayer rope, if you like, which is the rosary. 
That rosary can be used for all kinds of things. The rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, just simply counting off prayers. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. If I'm struggling with chastity, Jesus, lover of chastity, have mercy on me. If I'm facing some other tribulation, Jesus, good shepherd, have mercy on me. If I'm finding it difficult to know my path through life, Jesus, our way and our life, have mercy on me. And remember how our Lord asked Peter, James, and John just to watch with him for an hour. And he came back to them during that hour and found them asleep. If only they had called on the name of Jesus at that time, maybe Peter would not have denied him. But when he did deny him, to whom did he look? We find in another gospel that Jesus, Peter looked at Jesus and found Jesus looking at him. And we read in today's gospel how Peter wept as soon as he realized what he had done. All was not lost. And Jesus offered him that forgiveness after Easter. All is not lost, even should we sin. Let us call on the name of Jesus. From all evil, Jesus deliver us. Let us call frequently on this name of Jesus. Let us be people of prayer. Pope Emeritus Benedict wrote many years ago, or said many years ago, that a Christian who doesn't pray is an at-risk Christian. They're at risk of losing their faith. They're at risk of falling into sin and not calling upon the mercy of God. They're at risk of despairing like Judas. And even if they, please God, don't take their physical life, their spiritual life is at risk of, of dying unless they come back to prayer. In this most solemn week that is coming, that, it, that we have just begun, let us resolve to be people of prayer. We're going to commemorate some beautiful mysteries, the institution of the Eucharist on Thursday, the Passion of Our Lord on Good Friday. And we're going to then celebrate with joy his resurrection on Easter. Let us between now and then call upon his name, the name of Jesus, that name which is the highest of all names and upon which we depend for our salvation.